Welcome to Inside the Firm, a podcast dedicated to small business owners and hosted by entrepreneurs, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Each week, they take you on their journey of how to start, run, and grow a business by bringing you inside their architecture and real estate development firm. Get a behind-the-scenes tour of how these business leaders manage their clients and foster company culture while creating new and innovative projects. And now your host, Alex Gore and Lance Psycho. Welcome to another episode of Inside the Firm. I am your host, Alex Luxury Gore. I'm here with Lance Luxury Psycho. Happy to be talking to you today. And happy to be talking to you about rocket ships. Not a lot of rocket ships are going up in the sky. China just announced that they're going to start looking into the first reusable rocket ship. Did you see that? As they should. As they should. Yeah. Obviously. Elon was like, as they should. <laughs> as they should. Did you see, tangent, the images from the new Webb telescope? Pretty interesting. Um, I don't think so. Oh, really? <laughs> I don't think so at all. All right. I, they're not interesting. You I, know what I thought they looked like? What? Have you ever seen the granite countertops? Yes. I was like, ah, you just took a picture of that granite countertop, didn't you, NASA? Yeah. yeah. I think they fumbled the release massively. Massively. Okay. Because there's an iconic picture of, like, the galaxy, and there's this nebula that's birthing stars that uh, Hubble took, who knows, 20, 30 years ago, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And then they they took the same picture. And now it just looks like it's in 4D, 4K, 4K. And it's like, oh, so we spent obviously billions of dollars to get an updated resolution of this picture. And even some of the headlines were like, the pictures are stunning and they're worth it. Like, no, 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 no. The first thing you should have released is not a 4K resolution of a picture that we already have. It should be something like, hey, uh, here is a proof that this planet that is only 10 light years away has water. Because that's that's what the telescope can do like that should have been the first thing Got it. not hey an image we took 30 years ago here's a here's an updated version yeah anyways salty al salty gore yeah coming at you fast coming at you fast and hard ladies and gents you know what i won't be mad at i i'd have no idea i bet you do if you try out download and pay for revitrocketship.com <laughs> okay <laughs> because this will actually up your skills, right? It will actually not just make your images look more pretty, but actually do something. And what it will do is mimic construction so that you know that the buildings that are eventually constructed are built and designed and drawn correctly. Meaning you don't have in some elevations that your building is going to some some height and then in sections at different heights because you didn't change it because you worked in CAD and all of a sudden you're breaking the zoning code and you're only discovering this mid-construction. You don't have a hallway that doesn't meet code because you just changed the name, the number on the dimension, but not the actual size. So all of a sudden it's in construction and you break code. Revit is an amazing tool. Everyone's using it. Learn what we teach at universities, at professionals, and in our own office, RevitRocketship.com. I want you to go check out Arcat.com. Why? Because as more businesses and tenants demand green design in their buildings, lead certification is more important than ever. And while Arcat is known for being red, they can help you go green. Arcat provides thousands of lead reports from building product manufacturers on how their products can help 
you make the green choice that's right for your project, head over to arccat.com and find out the information you need for lead. Last but certainly not least, Pella Luxury. If you have never experienced a brand like this before, you need to go check them out. Over at PellaLuxury.com forward slash the firm, the collection of brands within the luxury division of Pella are the conversation starters, the pioneers of industry who provide window and door solutions to discerning architects, the building industry, and beyond. They have decades of experience creating things no one else in the world is creating, and the collection of brands are brought together to complement and build on one another. They don't push beyond the limits. They set them. Explore PellaLuxury.com forward slash the firm. That's PellaLuxury.com forward slash the firm today. Back to you, Gore. Okay, how can you improve your firm's efficiency with this one simple change? That's what I want to touch on. I want to know if you think it's true or if there's a net, if there's something else that's better or if this is correct. And I want to talk about it from the broad sense first. There's a principle. And one of the principles we operate on and everyone should operate on is what is your feedback loop? What does that even look like? How, how is that feedback loop managed, right? The one simple change is the tactic, right? The tactic is to respond within 24 hours. Mm -hmm. And the last thing you need to do is make sure that's implemented in practice. That means that when your staff or yourself, you should be able to manage yourself. When your staff is responding, you need to see, hey, an email's coming in. Oh, it's 24 hours later, they didn't respond. Walk over and talk to them and say, hey, this is one of the principles, this is one of the rules that we have, you know, what, what, what's going on. Right. And I want to kind of dive a little bit deeper into this because why there, there's two things, there's two things that you have to do when you're doing this, because most of this comes through email. Obviously some of it can come through a phone call. One is some people check their emails before work or after work or during the weekend. And they don't respond. They just they just see their emails. They pop up and they read whatever. And came the in. problem with that is is great. You saw it, but that's the problem because then it's then it, then it's marked as read and it's like ah now the weekend passed. I I don't like it's Monday. That was last week. I just completely forget about it. Wednesday comes around. You get woken up by the thought of oh crap I didn't get back to Steve. Yep. Then Friday comes. Yeah. Yep. So mark as unread. That's one key. Or star them. I star them. But either star way, them. put some some notification, some kind of way of of making it uh, obvious that I need to get back to this person. Yep. yep. You know what I'll do with a text message? This is a little little hack, Al. Ooh. Uh, is I will if I get a text message. So I got a text message, for instance, from uh, our civil engineer, and he was on vacation. And uh, he goes, hey, can you can you make sure can you email that request to me? And I did. I was dry, I was I don't know what I was doing, but it was something to where like I'm not in front of a computer. I will take a screen cap of like a request or a text, and I will email it to myself, and then I will do, either do what you said, mark it as unread or star it. That is like that has been a giant one. Yeah, it doesn't even matter if I get like a, a request from my wife or my kids or something. Whatever it is, that, that's something that I know that I can't get to right away. Because what else is gonna? What are you gonna do? Scroll through your old texts? No, you no, need no, to. You no. need to provide a pathway for you to touch that later on. I I have only a couple of weeks ago started just emailing myself, like on the weekends, like I think about something, and I can't do it right now. Just email myself. Yeah. Monday pops up. Oh, okay. I need to do that. Yeah. Yep. Um, 
The second tip is have the person doing the work respond. And I think people don't make the cutoff when, hey, you have a new employee. They might be seasoned or they might be freshly new. After you run them through your training, Mm -hmm. which you should have some sort of training, they should be on emails. They And then they should be responding to things. Um, or you just have some sort of policy, like let's say, Lance, you start a project with a client. Ideally, you would have introduced them in the beginning. Hey, this is Bob. He's also on your project. He's copied in the emails. And then probably after first pass or something like that, now Bob starts to take over an, an email and stuff like that. This is a problem because think about your feedback loop. If you are funneling everything through yourself only, you're making that feedback loop longer. You're forgetting things, blah, blah, blah. So that's kind of the simple changes. Respond within 24 hours with the idea of, hey, mark things as unread and have the person actually doing it respond. Yeah. Thoughts? Uh no, I well, I kind of already interjected and gave you my thoughts about that. So I think I think that the whole, but but to give comments on the whole thing, yeah. absolutely a hundred percent. I mean, I guess I think uh, one of the things that I wasn't included on when I first started being um, when I first started working as an architect, unlicensed in two different firms, was not being included in the conversation. And I don't understand why people are holding that so close to their vests. You know, is like, are you, are you that insecure of a person and a professional as a principal licensed, licensed architect, whatever, with somebody who's an unlicensed architect, um, essentially underneath you in terms of the working order that you like, think they're going to steal that client from you? Like, are you that insecure? It, what is your deal? Yeah. That, and also like, who hurt you? I do notice, I do notice that like some emails from not, <clears throat> Even if it was you, even if you were working for me, yeah. I bet you not all the, e- I know for a fact, the emails wouldn't be ri- written the way that I want, that the way that I would do it. Sure. Right? It's just a, a matter of fact, right? It still happens. Yeah. Like to this day with some of our senior staff. And I, I it's just not exactly me. So it's just like, but that's part of letting go. Ex- right. And here's the trade-off. I'll, I'll just give an example. We were talking to a client and it was about monetary thing. And uh, someone from our staff listed out, you know, how much we did and how much it's worth. And like, what? and they sent it, but they didn't total it up. Like, oh, I would have totaled that up. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Right. And then, and then I, you know, talked to him about it and it was all fine. But think about the trade-off. Here's the trade-off. Hey, we're talking to Bob again, who works for us. Hey, Bob, write up this email, send it to me. I'll either review it, change it. And then I'll send it. And you're doing that for every single client and every single email. Holy cow. Versus, oh, I saw that email. Hey, next time total it up for them. And and that comment is probably what, one out of 30 emails? Maybe. Like that's kind of being a little bit too much. You know, maybe one out of 50 emails. So, um, yeah, that's my thoughts. <laughs> I like your thoughts, Al Gore. Good. That was good. Yeah, hundred percent. I got one um, more. Thought. I also li- no no. I also like where you're going with uh, the next bullet point and a new idea. Um, but I have a question for you okay. before you introduce it. Is where did you get? Where did you like? Where did this idea come from? Was it just out of Al Gore's amazing brain? 
So, yes, it was. Matter of fact, Christmas party idea. We do a lot of work with two other firms, uh, a mechanical electrical plumber firm, plumbing firm called RJA and a structural firm called... Which, which everybody who's an architect is listening, it, it, you, you're probably like, oh, yeah, we do too, obviously. Well, obviously. Yeah. What we're getting at is like, these are the ones we work with the most. Yeah. And no offense to the others, you're great too, but we just have our preferences. And I think that's kind of where it's at. So when you're listening to this next segment, think about your preferences. Yep. Oh, and there's also other firms that we also do a lot of work with. The reason when these ones are different is because they have mul- multiple staff with them. They have? Exactly. That's literally it. Because we work with other people that are just one-man shops or women yeah. shops. All the time. Um, And so the other, I think, but also there is a similarity too. And I think that's part of the deal here is that each of the firms are owned by people that are about our age. Yeah, roughly, yeah, yeah. About millennials. So, like, you're sort of in between this Gen X, millennial part. Yeah. My wife hates it. That's her problem. Yeah. That's her problem. I'm like, you're you're not millennial enough. Yeah. I'm like, you're just not, it's not my fault you're not in the cool kids club. This is an exclusive club. And then you, like, do, like, a weird... Oh, I do all... You can't even imagine. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, so so, uh, it's interesting working with these folks that are have very similar rules about communication like Al just talked about staff sizes oper- the way we operate so that's part of going into this why why this idea is forming yep another is a structural engineering firm um and i asked two of the guys that were in the office at the time uh hey how does it work with emails is it only going through the principals or are you talking to other staff level at your level? And they said, okay, it used to go through the principals, but now I'm talking to you and started yeah. naming names. And then bingo, I went like, okay, we've never met these people. We've met the, the higher ups. The principals. Yep. So every year we do a Christmas party. Why don't we start it off with having that Christmas party? I already talked to the uh, principals at both of these firms. They love the idea. Like, let's meet in Denver. We'll get a room, probably at our Denver office. We can rent a big conference room. We actually get it for free, so like whatever. Um, have burritos at 9, 10 a.m. Uh, it could be possible to have mimosas. Like, I don't know what else we'll do. Like, maybe mm-hmm. maybe we ask how many people are in their firm and give them. I thought about this. What do you think about this? Giving them a little bag, right? And, and maybe it's an F9 mug um, and then like two-second lean. Or like something like that. Mm-hmm. Just say, we love working with y'all. We want to put faces to to names. Um, literally introduce everyone. So that, hey, this is this is Bob from our firm. So someone out there in the audience will be like, oh, I work with Bob all the time. I'll go say hi to Bob. You know, um, that's what we want to do. I like it. I think it's going to be great. Um, I'm, I, and I, I'm not sure it could have happened before this, you know, before right. like this time. Because obviously one of the firms we just we just started working with, I would say in the last you know year or so or something like that. Um, but uh, I'm interested. Uh, we should do a follow up episode, obviously, after that happens, maybe about the same time next year, yep. and kind of see like what flushed out of that, um, if anything improved, if it you know where we're at with things. Okay, so two questions. One thing I'd want to bring up is like. The communication thing, I, I know we harp on this a lot about this one hour rule and then this 24 hour rule. Ideally, you get back to somebody within one hour. It's one of the F9 principles. At the latest, 24 hours. 
it is just so important and uh you would just that one simple thing sets you apart from the crowd so much so much so i want to like i don't want to tell them how to do their business but yeah. like i just want to explain it would be nice i don't know i'm trying to think just out loud here in spitball is like is there like are there examples we could give where it made all the difference in the world and how we beat out the competition and you know where just maybe just ask them where they think after you give those examples like where do you, do you guys have similar like do you guys have on on we literally write it out on the website do you guys have an unwritten rule for it well how about this let's say i talk to the other owners and just say hey what we want to do is introduce our firm introduce our staff and just tell a little bit about our firm yeah could you do the same and then tell them why so that people will see bob and and want to want to go you know at least talk to him and part of ours is like, hey, just one thing we're based off of is foundational principles. And, and, and there's nine of them. But I actually just want to highlight, you know, three of them. Because mm -hmm. you, everyone here has seen our work. We don't need to talk about our work because we've all worked together. Yeah. And then maybe it's on time, professional, and over deliver. And then on time, you talk about, you know, that responding and, and stuff like that. Um, the only thing my I'm thinking too is like, the question to you is, is there a gift? Because we, we just got shirts from, from one of the firms and they actually were good. Like I was, ex you know, you always expect terrible stuff. Cheap. Well, terrible. that's what Al does. See, <laughs> his, what his middle name is, his, his Al expects terrible stuff gore. Yeah. And you want to know why? Because then I'm always pleasantly surprised when I get good stuff. Yeah. <laughs> there was a guy. So uh, one of the uh, last week's episode, um, I called out. So I, I went back and forth to some guy on LinkedIn. Just a quick follow up sure. with that. Uh, in the podcast episode, if it isn't obvious, everybody who's listening as a longtime listener or even a new listener, like, are you noticing a theme with the joking about the middle names constantly? Yeah. Every episode they change that yeah. it's this running, I don't know, two, five year joke that you've been hearing about. <laughs> this guy, this guy, he got all up in arms because he was like, oh, and you call yourself Lance the quote Oracle. <laughs> 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 oh, I could not laugh harder. And I go, oh, oh you really got triggered, bro. Yeah. Like, settle down. <laughs> Al Oracle Gore, I've heard on here, oh, too. That's what I'm saying, yeah. Uh, anyway. Oh, that is so funny. Yeah. Yeah, I'm never going to stop with the nicknames. <laughs> I, I've done some pretty, one, like, making fun of you, too. Like, it's pretty. Oh, my God. It's every, every episode. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, where were we at? Is there, is there, is there. If anyone has any ideas, you can email me at akg at f9productions.com. Something that you got that you thought was awesome would be great, especially if you had a link to it. Um, and then what do you think about the book idea? Because is that too much pressing other firms? You know what I mean? Like, I don't think I'd mind if someone gave our whole firm a book. Like, especially if it was... Not cool. at all. I'd be like, oh, this Not is awesome. All. And then if I breezed through it and knew the book and be like, okay, everyone read a chapter a week. You know what I mean? Like, honestly, just read a chapter a week. Well, it's so interesting. Like, like I mean, I instantly think of like, so you're just going to give them the two-second lean and tell them how it's improved our firm over the course of blah, 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 right? Yeah. Like, like, you're just going to do that, right? And then hopefully yeah. they do that. And then, right? Yeah. <laughs> okay. That's, so, I think it's a great idea. Whether they do it or don't. But that's why I'm trying to emphasize not pushing, not, 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 not telling them what to do, but saying, here's an example. Here's what we do. Here's how it's helped us. Yep. By the way, here's that book. I mean, yeah. Yeah. It's yep. a read between the lines sort of thing. 
Yeah. Take it, you know. Yep. No harm, no foul. Well, yeah, that's all I have for that. Um, cool. Well, very exciting. We'll keep you guys updated uh, about next year this time. I'm going to try to remember that we talk about it and uh, see how it's played out over the course of the year. Yep. Um, speaking of playing out, we have no reads, but we do have some Elon Musk and uh, some more Elon Musk talk, some, some news here. Yeah. So Elon Musk says or has said that remote workers are just pretending to work. This is an article on Fortune magazine. <laughs> Turns out he's sort of right, they it, say. It's actually on Yahoo, but that's okay. Fortune Magazine reported it. on it. Yeah, They wrote it. If, yeah. if you want to find it, it's uh, just just search uh, whatever browser you're using. Elon Musk says remote workers are just pretending to work. Yep. Um, so what is happening, uh, according to uh, GitLab and, and someone else putting numbers on it, is knowledge workers waste an extra... So everyone knows. What the hell's a knowledge worker? Uh, laptop class. There you go. Yep. An extra 67 minutes online each day doing menial tasks. Terrible. For the express purpose of provide, uh, proving to their managers and colleagues that they are available and working. That's an hour a day. That's five hours a week. That's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You it's, see where I'm going uh, with that. Yeah. It, it's, it's taking a strain. Um, the survey polled 2,000 knowledge workers and found that more than half of them, 54%, re, uh, reported feeling pressure to show their online status by replying to emails and Slack messages. You know what's so weird, too? I, d I do hate surveys, even though I quoted one. Because here's the question, like, do you feel pressure to show your status? And, and like, it's like... It's almost like asking, like, do you feel pressure to show up to work every day at 8 a.m.? Okay, I guess so. Okay, I guess I have to do that. I, it, well, here's why I think you're, what you're getting at is, like, I've never thought I wouldn't think that way. Like, you're asking me in a way that I wouldn't even think. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But, but this is what's also weird about it. Okay. Um, do you feel pressure to show that you're online status and stuff like that? Okay, if the answer is yes, is it because you're not? Like, if you're at work, mm -hmm. clearly people can see that you're working, you're talking, you're doing stuff. If you're at home and you're doing the laundry and not working, do you feel pressure like, oh, is anyone emailing me? Is anyone trying to get a hold of me? Is anyone on, on Slack and I'm literally going for a walk randomly or not doing anything? Like, is that why you feel pressure? Because would you... <laughs> Answer me this. Riddle me this. Lance, you're sitting at home doing work, actually getting things done. Let's say we have Slack. We don't have Slack. And I email you. I, I Slack you. Is it pressure for you to respond if you're sitting there working, doing your work, which is part of work is communication? <laughs> like, honestly, <laughs> or are you only feeling the pressure because you're not? Doing Again, something? so uh, I maybe you poisoned my brain just now. Yeah, but I, I, I just am not thinking that way. Welcome to my level. Okay, <laughs> it took me uh, about nine, eighteen, fourteen years. Yep, eighteen, uh, nineteen, fourteen years, nineteen, eighteen, nineteen years, something like that. Yep. <laughs> sure, somewhere around there. So your answer is like, I'm just not thinking that way. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, fair enough. You tainted me. Yep, poisoned the well. Yeah. Okay. Either way, the point. So can we get to the like? I just want to point. Did I want to drill down on this right? Um, so this whole remote thing again is 
what we've been talking about. Goldman Sachs CEO David Solomon uh, says calls remote work is seen as no match for the office when it comes to learning, growth, and creating upward mobility. Learning, growth, and upward mobility. Yeah. Okay. So exactly. Are you onto the? That next. wasn't the CEO. Next one, next article from Fortune via Yahoo. Yeah. Uh, Major airline CEO rips epidemic of remote work as cause for summer travel chaos. People learn to get easy money from working out of their homes. (laughs) They're a little bit stressed when they're uh, out walking around not working and they have to go back to to Slack. So it's maybe not too easy. And I'm joking. Basically, this article's point, this is what one CEO says. Not everyone agrees with him, but people don't want to come work at, an at for him, an airport job when you can get the same pay and work at home. Now, people would say, well, then shouldn't you be paying people, you know, more yeah. to go do that? Um, sure, maybe. I think we're in weird times. I think that it's a, it's a general, it is a possibility if the world is a simulation that all of us chose <laughs> to say, hey, what was the end of the world like where we all then had to get digitized because we messed everything up? Uh-huh. And now we get to choose what time period we came in. And it's right now. And what I mean by I that. I would have picked the 90s, though. That's terrible. Well, you did. Dang it, I did. <laughs> <laughs> hey, could I grow up in the 90s? I want to. Yeah, I want my adolescence to be formed by the 90s. Yeah. So you did pick that. Yeah, so Nickelodeon, point. TRL. Oh, oh. There was, it was so good. When MTV was MTV. It was still MTV. Yep, yep. Spring break. Um, and what I'm getting at besides that philosophical nonsense is you have farmers who need to make food, right? And it's hard work. And then you have someone who, who makes an app, makes a computer, and then literally uh, can send it out and send updates to hundreds of thousands of millions of people, you maybe cannot compete. And what I'm saying is like, oh, you have to show up and chuck luggage, right? Versus, oh, if I have some sort of skill and whatever, I can sit at home and, and, and do some work. I'm saying like, it might be hard to balance these things. And especially if, like how scary does it get if, if there's such a need for these other jobs and you're like, why work on the farm? I'm using that example from the airport when I can do these other things. It might, and then to get them back, it might be way too expensive slash very expensive to, let's say, fly or get food. I don't know. We haven't seen something like this computer age where we have a little bit where you can make one thing and just digitally reproduce it. The only thing we saw was the industrial revolution where you had to buy basically machines and you had to man the machines to do it. Yeah. So, yeah. So, uh, my conclusion of the whole, the whole thing is once again, you have these in, you know, have, uh, giants, uh, capitalist, capitalist giants, people who are huge entrepreneurs. They'll be remembered for pretty much forever. Uh, even no matter who wins the history battle, saying again, like, ah, I'm not sure about this remote work. seems like, Seems like going all the way on that level is maybe not the best solution. Maybe again, maybe, but maybe it's also not completely office. Maybe it's a hybrid. So this be 
just life is a gray area, right? Yeah, even though we might have black and white ideas, as soon as they enter life, it's like there's the black, there's the gray area. Maybe it's meeting in the middle. Think about it. Yeah. Sounds good. That's all I have. Lance, take us out. If you like this episode, please make sure you share it with a friend, a colleague, certainly your mom. If you're watching on YouTube, please smash that subscribe button. Leave us a positive comment, like, and we will see you next week.